Hello, everyone out there in podcast world. I hope you're having a wonderful day. You're listening to or watching the Service Business Mastery Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tersh Blissett, sitting virtually next to my co-host, Joshua Crouch. And uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, marketing and digital marketing. I, I'm a, I assume we're talking digital marketing because uh, these guys here, they do a lot of it. Uh, it's not really my my forte. Uh, so I am I am here to ask all of the ignorant questions that I can because uh, that's that's me. That's that's me on today's show. Uh, Josh, what you got, what, what you got to say about this? Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Ryan's Ryan's been a kind of a, especially building our digital marketing company. He's been a confidant and, and a great resource for us. And he's just an overall great person. Um, it, it, he even if you're not a client of his, he'll take time, answer your questions, help you. And he doesn't just help you with the digital stuff. Like he's not nerding out on just SEO or pay-per-click or something like that. He actually tries to help you with your operations and making sure that you're sustaining and trying to actually lower your ad spend. He's, he's doing it the right way. And uh, I just always enjoy having conversations with Ryan. So um, hopefully as, if we get some people live here, we can get some live questions yeah. and get your, especially now that we're at least as the time of we're recording this, it's middle of September, which most of the country is starting to hit that uh, shoulder season. Man, and I, I got up this morning at five thirty. Went to the gym. Right, it was fifty five degrees outside. That's yeah. crazy. Like that's that's like I, I almost little, is that a little early for Savannah? Jacket. That's a little early. Yeah, well, it was ninety four yesterday. Okay, so and, it's cold. It, it's it's chilly in the morning, hot yeah. hot during the day, but. Then again, most people know if they go to sleep, they can maybe leave the windows open. So they don't really need the HVAC guy. At least they don't want to see you. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I'll just get, I'll make it to next year. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Cause from here on out, I mean, we might have a week or two of, uh, in the thirties, but it's going to be pretty, pretty mild for the rest yeah. of the year. Uh, so, and I love what you said there about Ryan and it's not just let's throw money at pay-per-click and, that's going to solve all your problems because I, I've been guilty of that. I've, I've freaked out before and been like, Hey, my phones aren't ringing throw, let's throw $5,000 at pay-per-click and see where it goes. But in reality, the problem was we weren't converting. Once we got the calls coming in, we weren't, you know, they were going out for, you know, maintenance ticket prices and, and nothing was ever converting. And so, yeah, I, uh, that's, it's a really good point that you made there, but yeah, let's get started with the show. Um, really quick, though. You know what? I'm going to ask this after the intro, so just be prepared for this question. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking for valuable business advice to reach that seven-figure revenue mark? Do you want actionable tips to properly navigate through every business challenge you encounter along the way? Let Tersh Blissett and Josh Crouch be your guide in getting you to the top here at Service Business Mastery. Tune in as they sit down with world-renowned authors in business, leadership, and personal growth who share valuable insights about management, marketing, pricing, human resources, and so much more. Let their nuggets of wisdom gold guide you in owning a thriving, profitable, and ever-growing business. Here are your hosts, Tersh and Josh. Ryan, <laughs> what's Sorry. up, man? <laughs> I had to do an interrupt of that because that was crazy. What's up, guys? <laughs> How are you today? I am good. Thanks for having me on. This is fun. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So really quick, I want to ask both of you a question. I have these random cards that I got at um, actually at PodFest this year. And uh, it's it's one of those things when you kind of get stuck on, on like, you don't know what to say. I, I don't know. I never get stuck in that because I can ask a dumb question. Like I, I'll bring one right out. Uh, but I thought it would be a good idea to ask this uh, random question here. The first one that I pulled out actually fits perfect for today's show. And uh, that would be how many times a day do you check your Facebook? <laughs> do we want to answer that? I don't know if we do. <laughs> so, wait, so the inference is that Facebook is not always open. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because like one really long Facebook check is different. That's just one. Right? That's a, that's like whenever you can only have uh, one glass of wine a day, but it's just one but if it's all <laughs> i would ask how many times you go to facebook with something that you're going to do in mind and don't actually end up doing that thing and then you close it out and then you go back in i'm actually, or maybe i'm just I, speaking from experience I, <laughs> I i'm i'm pretty good about that I, I only go to facebook to like monitor stuff i don't go for a purpose social media uh, you don't you don't go to actual scroll yeah i'm not like let's see what josh had for lunch i don't mm -hmm. <laughs> josh I literally like Facebook. Like I, I'll go to interact with people who are paying attention to the podcast and engaging in the podcast. Uh, but TikTok, man, TikTok sucks me in. Like I'll Don't be on TikTok for hours. <laughs> TikTok's not really a place where you can go to. Like I'm gonna go do this one thing. Like Facebook, you have like the groups and the communities and stuff. So it's like if I have a question and I'm like I want to go talk to this group or ask this group something. That's what I usually go to Facebook for if I want to message somebody. And then I, the Google, or I'm sorry, Google, not Google. Facebook's really good about that first post is really relevant to my, to whatever I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, well, let's see what else is going on. And all of a sudden I start scrolling, like, what the hell is I even here for? Right. Yeah. Well, you're welcome for diving in that rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> today's episode, we're going to talk about marketing. Uh, and, uh ryan do you do any facebook marketing or i mean i don't i honestly i don't know what your gamut of of marketing is could you kind of explain who you are for anybody that's listening or watching this that yeah yeah so um so i'm i'm ryan uh so i lead uh dpmarketing.services i describe us as a full service digital agency so we do websites and seo and ppc and yes we do facebook um, I tell people if it's digital, we probably touch it somewhere. We're also getting more and more to offline things, but our bread and butter is going to be things that are digital. So, um, yeah. Well, really quick, I, I, I hate to interrupt you, but I, I don't want to lose this train of thought. Whenever you're doing that digital, when you're when you're online, how much can you? How much do you influence the offline uh, marketing as well? Because because I feel like that some of that should align, correct? I'm a huge fan of, of everything being integrated. So um, the nerd term would be like omni-channel. Basically mm -hmm. different things for different reasons, but together they achieve the desired outcome. Um, so I literally just got the phone before I hopped on here with a guy who's getting into mailers. And it's like, yeah. cool. And he, his comment was, I feel like the mailer is lifting up every other digital thing that they're doing. So there absolutely is a sort of synergy at play. And so for us, it's a matter of like, you know, we don't do TV, we don't do billboard, we don't do jingles, mm -hmm. but it's helpful for us to be at the table, at least be part of the conversation so that we can align everything we're doing. Um, that's a great spot for any sort of marketing 
There's strategy. nothing worse than getting my, I get a proof from a magazine that we're going to be putting an ad in and it's got, they did not follow the brand guide, uh, guidelines yeah. at all. And it's like wrong colors. Does, yeah. That everything's off about it. The avatar is completely wrong. And you're like, man, y'all didn't pay attention at all during a meeting. Yeah. No, they threw it in. That. They had, they had, they had their junior designer throw something together and, but, uh, Fiverr. With, Fiverr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, with, and with that, the extra, the other marketing stuff that's out there, I, I find that so many people are, they're always looking for that one thing that's going to change the game, right? How many times have you had that, Ryan? What's the best digital marketing thing I can do? And ever, it's like, <laughs> there's, there's so many different ways to advertise. Like, I was on a call with a client. Uh, she has multiple marketers. I think they have five or six marketers, like someone that does video production, someone that does Facebook. Well, I've seen that does video. PPC. I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you, you do. You do. I didn't get, I didn't ask her about putting her name out here. So, I'm not gonna do it. but it's all right. Uh, but the, the, the thing is, there's so many different ways to market. And in companies, when you get to that size, you're able to market and be omni, omni channel and, and, really put yourself out there they're they're doing local football games or sp local sponsorships yeah. Yeah. direct mail i mean they're doing so many different things but it all continues to build towards the growth and, and that's where you got to have a, these smaller companies that come in and want to start doing digital marketing and i know i think you and i are aligned ryan that we're you got to get your foundation right the foundation of your businesses are your 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 primary digital assets your googles your your facebook business page your website and then you could start building from there. Um, I mean, where do you where do you start telling people that hey, maybe you should start considering this, maybe you should start considering that? Like, is there a certain size or is there a certain uh, aggressiveness that they want to be that that makes you want to push them that way? Or what what would you what advice would you give? Yeah, that's that's a great question. So I'm I'm weird because for me, I don't like I don't like recommending something just for shits and grins like i want to make sure that it aligns it has a role to play and it's not just like here's something else we can build and i'm nine times out of ten the person trying to talk them away from spending money <laughs> right like yeah. stop mm -hmm. um and the main reason is is because i'm i'm a huge advocate that the main driver of roi is not marketing it's ops and mm. so it's like, make sure your CSRs and all the answer phone, book a stupid call, make sure your pricing's right, make sure techs understand the customer experience, like get that stuff right. Otherwise, there's a joke in marketing that great marketing makes a bad product fail faster. <laughs> and so very true. Very true. Like it's one of these, like, you could spend five hundred thousand dollars in PPC and go, I'm gonna become rich overnight. And like, bro, all you're gonna do is go really, really down really really fast yeah um and i don't want to cause that sort of of pain and harm um, and get some backlash like i'm spending all this money with you and i can't do this and then the <laughs> i've heard josh say this a gazillion times is like well you have to answer your phone or call people back <laughs> if you do right i i literally <laughs> so i was i was in zapier and, and the Sorry, guys, I don't have a great social life. So like Sunday night, I'm sitting here with football's on TV and I'm like in Zapier and I'm trying to figure out like alerts for customers that miss calls or calls go to voicemail. And, it, and I look up like the report of how many missed calls per month and stuff. And I'm just I am just like it's like seething, like just that anger. I'm like, oh, like, guys, I get it. Maybe you don't want to hire an answering service. There's not a lot of great answering services out there, but you got to find something. Find your 
mother-in-law, somebody to answer the phone that actually cares about you and your business to, to take overflow calls because you're paying someone mm -hmm. like Ryan to get you leads and then nobody answers the phone or, or even worse. Sorry, I was going to finish my thought or worse. I, and I, one reason I know this is I, I met with our call tracking team is they, they answer the phone and then oh, I got to call you back. Oh, no. Yeah. no, 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 no. You, no, you need uh, to book the call right now <laughs> while people are interested. Otherwise, yeah, good luck getting a hold of them. Like, I mean, it's just, it's, we live in a, a now society. And so, so you, you just mentioned uh, call service, uh, over, overflow call center. We actually use signpost. Uh, we had uh, them on the show here recently and released the episode, I think last week or so. Uh, a couple yeah, weeks that was ago. with Laura Nelson. Yep. And um, they do a really good job. It used to be Securus. Securus I wasn't in love with. Uh, Signpost took them over uh, and they've they've done a better job and they've done a good job communicating with me, which is what I, all I ask for. Like if if we have an error, error in what's going on to communicate it clearly with me. Um, and that's, it's a challenge of like, it, you can't necessarily always staff your entire office, you know, just for your, your busy season. Like you can't staff them enough for your busy season all year long necessarily. Um, because you'll have a lot of people sitting around with twiddling their thumbs during the winter time or hopefully outbounding, but you know, that's a, that's a different, ball of wine that we can just go down that rabbit hole later but uh of wine <laughs> whatever um that <laughs> what is so if you if somebody's coming to you right now this is this is i know a lot of people listening to this want to know this like what what's the what are the steps that we're going to take to say okay have you done this next have you done this like, is there, is there a process that you can take me through? Uh, it's say, I, like my phone's just shut off. What do I do? Yeah. So if phones are off, so there's, there's this trade-off between like a short-term gain versus like long-term gain. And the, the trade-off in there is going to be like financial efficiency. So there, there's options to do things quick. Yeah. And they're usually going to be less financially efficient. Right. Uh, so it's like if your arm's cut off and you're bleeding out your arm, like, sure, like do whatever you got to do to triage that sucker. Mm -hmm. But that's not going to be the same actions you would take to build and sustain growth long term. Um, so short term, most of the options are going to be paid. Uh, I don't like saying this, but I'll put it in there because it's in the paid options. You got PPC, you got LSA. Uh, you're going to have Bing ads. Some markets, Bing ads are amazing. Um, Facebook ads Bing, are hit and miss. Bing ads? Bing, Bing ads? What's a, what's a Bing? Bing? It's just like, a, the, so the trick with Bing, okay, for those who don't know, there is another search engine besides Google. Um, what? The crazy part, in some markets, uh, it is far less competitive, right? Because it's Bing. Yeah. But the people who tend to use Bing, <laughs> this sounds crazy, are people who are older. Yeah. They tend to be a little bit more affluent because they go to Best mm -hmm. Buy and they buy the computer with the default settings. Yeah. And so that's going to be like most grandparents. Yep. People right? who have a little bit of cash. Yeah, they're great, great prospects. Um, mm -hmm. But you don't have a lot of com competitors fighting for it. So like in markets like Denver, we can have cost per clicks on AdWords about 100 bucks a click in some cases. Being that same click might be like $4. Yeah. 
Wow. So I, like, I saw, okay. we had uh, searchlight digital on the podcast and he, he does uh, posts about this stuff. He, he, they, they collect a lot of data. They really are heavy in revenue analytics. And he had a, um, he had a post about, it was, it was about other stuff too, but he was also said that there is opportunity on Bing for those who don't pay attention to Bing to get lower, better conversions also at a lower, you're not obviously not going to get the frequency, right? Like if you need to pack your schedule for the week, Bing's not going to probably do that for you. Um, but to mix it in with what you're doing with Google and some of these other mediums would be valuable. You can, you can lower your, at least your average cost per lead and stuff like that by mixing it in. So what Um, about, what about your, your, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. It's the H a word. Uh, home advisor oh (laughs) like what about those and angie's leads and and stuff like that um in general um i gotta be careful what i say here how do i say this in a way where i don't get big lawyers knocking on my door i tend to find that people who use uh pay per lead services like porch angie home advisor i'll kind of lump them all together yeah um they, they kind of go in two buckets. Bucket number one is people just starting out. Um, and those people, like they're just dependent on every call. But, and they don't, they're going to be low quality leads. They're going to be racing to the bottom of the barrel in price. Uh, like it's just, it puts the contractor at a poor uh, position, like from a business standpoint. But at that point, they're just so damn desperate for whatever the hell they can get their hands on. It's like they might have to. Uh-huh. Uh the other companies I see use it, but with success, are much larger companies, and they're augmenting it to their mix. But they have a team of people they can actually filter through the noise, and they they know exactly how to make money with those companies. Yep, and that's right. That's the thing. Well, they have good technician. They have a good process in the home. They have a good CSR. They have a follow up process, they, so they, they don't just call one it. time. Yeah, yeah. It's they they focus on making sure that they have a couple people just dedicated to working through those. Um, so I think those companies probably get more benefit from an operational standpoint than like a smaller one or two truck shop would. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes you got to dance with the devil in yeah. some markets because like, now, especially if you're starting out. Yeah. You, oh, absolutely. Some so you mentioned starting out. I've heard of people going and, and I did this one time. Uh, I will not share my experiences until after I've asked you about this. Um, and that would be uh, insurance companies, um, home warranty companies. And the thing that I've seen work is I actually have some in my drawer, desk drawer right here. And that's the thermostat tags and putting like basically if it's $75 or whatever it is, like that's your marketing expense versus spending $100 for a lead if you're, if it's if PPC is costing you a hundred dollars, and it's and it's seventy five bucks or whatever the, the cost is, you know, for you to do these home warranty calls, and then you can put your sticker, you know, sticker everything, and the thermostat, and hopefully in a year it expires, like their warranty expires, and then they they'll call you back. I, I think that's the thought process. That's not what I did. What's your thoughts on it? Uh, every. <laughs> everything will work if the numbers can make sense. I think most people are going to struggle getting to numbers to work. So I, I don't know many shops that can start their van and get it off their parking lot for less than 200 bucks. 
Like, we just, just talked about that with Ruth you know King. I mean? She she yeah. threw out the same number yesterday, actually, or last yeah, week. Sorry, like, uh, two hundred dollars yeah. an hour. Yeah, yeah. It's just like just to turn the key and like drive. So if if they're focusing on like I need cash flow now, they're probably just shooting themselves in the foot, um, and they're bleeding out before they can actually recoup. If they can cash flow and they can stay solvent, like if they're in the cash position to run that strategy, great. Like knock yourself out. Um, the volume game can totally work. So what we talked about, you talked about operations because you said, and, and this is such a great topic because, and I, I know you just from the YouTube videos and stuff you put, I actually uh, quick story. I was looking up how to measure lifetime value. I don't even know if you remember making this video. It was like five years ago. I stumbled into one of your videos that you awesome. went through like this spreadsheet of how to do it and stuff like that, which was, which was really good. Um, but you do a lot of YouTube videos and content surrounding operations. And that makes me believe that you see that as a big problem regularly for both people that work with you and then obviously prospects and, and people like that. <clears throat> Is that why you focus on that stuff? Do you see that as one of the biggest problems in, in getting an ROI from digital marketing? Uh, ooh, okay, those are two questions. Let's start with the last one, yes. I, I 100% of the time will say ROI is driven by ops, not a marketing. Marketing is going to be stuck at cost per lead acquisition, right? That's like the KPIs that it can control, but it can't control booking rate. It can't control your pricing, your average ticket. It can't, marketing has no influence on those things. Those are ops. So for me, I've learned that most businesses think that there's one, like if you have a magic bullet, like, oh, I just need more phone calls, more phone calls, more phone calls. And that is rarely, rarely the case. Um, in fact, there's a framework. Uh, I've, I'm pretty sure I've done a video on this before, but this is like an, a concept of a wheel. So, like every every part of the business is going to have. You couldn't a core come up. Function. You couldn't come up with a bigger one for us. You know what? <laughs> I'm doing this on the fly. Hold on. I'll, no. <laughs> um, I'll do that. Uh, but for for anybody is, that's, that's listening yeah. to this, um, what oh, what sorry. is it that you have in your hand? So this is a placard that's a three by three, um, yes. three feet by three feet. It is overwhelming yes. in size. Um, and I can barely stretch my arms from end right. to end. Uh, but the idea of this is every, every aspect of the business is like this wheel. And so you do a little bit of marketing, but now, okay, now I have a, a, a fulfillment of that work problem. Oh, so yeah. marketing does well, and then you got to answer the phone. So you have a one solution problem. creates a problem. Yep. And basically as a business owner or manager, your job is to go around the wheel over and over and over and just solve the biggest bottleneck at that point in time. So it's rarely this, if I have more leads, I will be fine. Right. That's what, okay, rarely so the case. What if playing devil's advocate here, what if that legit is the problem? Great. What do you do? Awesome. Like what's competitors? What's our budget? What are we trying to accomplish? Let's get a game plan. Okay. That in some ways is the easiest of things, right? Because now there's the least amount of variables to account for. So you said, what's our competitors? Yep. Because we budget? don't work in a vacuum. Yep. Because we can't work. Say that. Explain that. We don't work in a vacuum. Uh, yeah. So the idea of marketing is that nobody, uh, no company exists in isolation, right? There's going to be competitive forces. And some of them are going to be direct competitors. And those are going to be companies who are just like you, slightly larger than you, slightly cheaper than you, whatever. And then there's going to be indirect competitors. Those are going to be things that 
they solve the same problem the customer has. They just do it in a, maybe a different way. So like chucks in the trucks or handyman sort of things would be yep. indirect competitors. So if you're trying, for instance, to go after, I just need a bunch of $89 tickets and I'm just going to run through 50 calls a day and get my $89. Guess what? Your, your direct competitors and your indirect competitors are going to be eating your lunch. Yeah. So we have to be mindful of who those people are because you can't just jump in the mix with them because you're going to get eaten alive. Yeah. Um, so both of those things happen. If you're doing something that involves a search engine that has an algorithm. So let's say YouTube, let's use Facebook, let's use Bing, let's use Yahoo, let's use Google, obviously. Now you have another moving target, right? Which is like these giant computer nerds making algos that shift. As and soon so, as you figure it out. Yeah. So not only do you have competitors who are monitoring what you're doing and they're adapting, you have an algorithm that you have to be mindful of as well. So you have like these always shifting patterns. Then you have a third thing in the island, which is consumer behavior. A great example of this is that just five years ago, nobody searched for the phrase plumber near me or AC repair near me, right? We didn't know to. It wasn't right. in our like Google digital... did a really good job teaching us how to do that. A hundred percent. So you have people behaving now differently now than they did five years ago. In some markets, they're slower to catch up. In some markets, plumber near me, AC repair near me, it's like far and away. The there's, search. there's companies that that's their name. I know. And they're going after that exact sort of thing. Oh, there's that one dentist. Uh, that one that one made its rounds on the, especially yeah, like the yeah. SEO channels and stuff that literally dentists yeah. near me with a big sign and everything. Yeah, their sign was like a map dollop. Uh, yes, it looked like a Google map pin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the same kind of play that 10 years ago, these companies were doing like the unbranded geomodified search, right? Like the name of your city, plumber, the name of your city, AC repair, like, but as soon as you, company. as soon as you did that, <laughs> then Google figured it out and they were like, okay, yeah. well that doesn't count anymore. And now it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have, you have always those three variables shifting that you can't just go like, well, I'm going to do PPC and this should work or I'm going to yeah. do Google my business or Google business profile, which I still get the names mixed up. I can't um, call it that. I, I don't think I ever will. Google so business profile. What? That's what it technically is, is now. That's what it is now, but I reject that. Uh, I reject that. Yeah. I don't. I call it Google My Business all the time. The most <laughs> irritating thing is I have it bookmarked how to get into my, my GMB file and the back end. And now it's like, nope, can't do that. You have to go to the map. Yep. And I'm like, oh my gosh, as soon as I yeah. figure this thing out, it is the stupidest it. thing they could have ever done. <laughs> I don't If you If anyone at Google listens to this, that's really stupid. I'm sure. Okay, uh, go back, all go back to Google My Business. <laughs> I'm right sure now. they are. Google, if you're listening, that was Josh giving you the critique. <laughs> that was not Ryan. No, my name critiques. is Ryan Redding. With I love you, Google. I do not have anything negative to say about you. So tell me this. You, talking about Google, LSA. Um, love it or hate it. Uh, like, There's times where like, I, I have maxed out at a million dollars a week and we'll get two leads. Tell me, explain to me why that happens or what is behind the LSA? Like, why does it work great for some people and horribly for other people? And, and then other people don't even have it in their market. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. There's a lot of questions there too. And one, I, know. I don't know what people I try and it. I, I do that. Yeah. I do that. <laughs> it's like, tell me what you think about politics and also how do you solve world hunger? Yeah, absolutely. 
I, I would like and and build a, a pool in the backyard and build, build a, pool. a pool, salt or not. Um, right? So <laughs> the the trick with LSA, I still I still like LSA, even though in some markets it does. It's either a not available or some companies really struggle to have it work well. It still is a cost efficient tool to have in the bag um, because you only pay per lead, right? Yeah. Um, the the parts quick sidebar. The part that I get annoyed by is people sometimes think like it's cost per customer. You're like, oh, that person just wanted a price. Yeah, bro, yeah. that's a flipping lead. Yeah. Answer the phone. Like, mm -hmm. the, don't dispute. Like, that's on you. Answer the phone. Um, but yeah, so it's it's cost per lead. I think it's I think it's a great tool. Uh, Google, like most things, it's a giant robot. So you have to do the things that make the robot happy. So what we know is that things that are going to make the robot happy for LSA is going to be things like how responsive you are, how quickly do you fill out the lead information when the lead contacts in, what sort of details you put in the lead field, uh, do you follow up, do you book the call, do you actually market as booked, do you send that customer a review link through LSA when the customer is served, like are you playing with their baby? If you play with their baby, they like you. Um, so what happens the other... if they leave a, they leave a review, but it's because you send it through whatever lead or review um, reputation management platform that you're using versus the LSA link that you that you you would have to so manually put that in. You would have to manually do it. If you did, I'm not aware of many review generator tools that will actually submit an LSA review link. Most of them are Google My Business, or sorry, Google yeah. Business Profile link. Yeah, I love you, Google. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard so of that before at all. I don't know. There are two review sources. Like there yeah, are two right. legit paths of leading review. GMB is going to help things like your maps ranking. They're help like your traditional SEO. All those things are great. Uh, but the LSA reviews are going to be what they call a, a verified review. Uh, the Google can verify that customer's acquisition journey from initial phone call, initial search, getting booked. Uh, okay. We've even found evidence of Google randomly spot checking these leads and saying, hey, so-and-so, did you call so-and-so company on so-and-so date? Did you hire them for so-and-so service? And did you leave this so-and-so review? Great. Thank you. Hang up. I had a customer do that. Um, they did that and to it one is, of my customers. It is... It is a way for them to know that that customer is a legit customer and they can track the whole process. And because they can, they give those reviews more credibility than a traditional Google business profile review. If, so, if somebody already has a GMB review on your platform, can they also leave the LSA review? Yep, they're separate. Okay, they're separate ones. Uh, the weird part, so LSA will pull up the GMB review, but it's not considered a, a guaranteed review, right? It's considered right. A, a GMB review. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, GMB reviews filter up to LSA. LSA reviews do not filter down to GMB. Oh, so weird, if you get, if you get 500 LSA reviews, it's not going to show up on your GMB. They stay at LSA. Yeah. It oh, will, it will help. Awesome. It, that will help you generate more leads for LSA. Yep. But not it helps you get those more than two leads a month. <laughs> it's problem. a dual, it's a dual sword. Uh, it's just like, we just it, want to fall good, on it. It's good to mix both if you can, or, I mean, you could, you, there is a, and I can't remember right off the top of my head. There is a way to get the LSA review link, which if you just wanted to send text messages out, you could just put that link in there, but they still have to be, I think they still have to come through the LSA portal for that to be a verified Google review. Has to like, there has to be a phone with, number. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so that's how to be the same phone number. Oh, goodness gracious. They have yeah. to know that that's that customer. Yeah, that makes sense. It's that's really hard. 
it's yeah. hard to get a verified review. Like they make it pretty difficult because you, it has to be like someone in that's already in that dashboard. You have to mark the call as booked. You have to send it all the way through, and then you have to get the review. And then it's it looks nice because it does say verified review. It shows up at the top. Um, Let me ask one but, more question um, about that, and this will be my last question about LSA. Have you seen Have you seen anybody do this? And if they did, is it successful? Uh, marking a book lead when it's not booked. Yes. Uh, yes to both. Yes, I've seen it work. Uh, yes, I've seen guys do it. So yes, it works. It's successful. It goes back to you're making the robot happy. Yeah. Like literally, you're. That's the job here. Make the robot happy. Well, and if you think, let's say, let's say a call came in, you guys didn't book it. It was a price objection. You can't dispute the lead because it is a. It's a lead that someone wanted to pay for it. Tune up or, yeah. Yeah, you've already paid for it. May as well fill it all out. Yep. Yeah. No. So you guys can do what you want with that, but yeah. if you've already paid for it and you can't get it back, you might as well get some value from it. Yeah. And, yeah. At least yeah. That's and I, I think thought. your point is like, I'm not, I'm not trying to say people like, Hey, deceive Google. It's more of a, you're, you're working with an algorithm. So yeah. just give the algorithm signals it's looking for. Like, like we really want to target this address over here, this neighborhood, and all of the people that call in on LSA just happen to live in that neighborhood now because they're <laughs> next door neighbors and they all have next door neighbor addresses. Yeah. Yeah. Like just like that. Just, just entirely like that. It sounds really, really detailed. I don't, I don't know there. where that came from. I was just saying, for instance, that's yeah, that, sure. yeah, obviously that seemed hypothetical. <laughs> I completely hypothetical. I don't know. You're safe. So, this is a zone of safety. Yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to, and I love the operation, that's why I keep coming back to it. Um, Josh, at what point, this dead horse. Yeah. Well, I, I just, I just love the topic because it's something that I obviously, we, I'm sure Ryan, if you look at data, you, you see the same things I do. You see trends and you see things that could be improved upon. Um, it, at what point, and this is this is always, this is a current struggle of mine, and 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 maybe you've been doing this longer, so maybe you have a some insight here and and some insight that can help our audience too with who they partner with. Um, when you see these operational struggles, where does the line get drawn? Of you're the marketing company, not the operations coach. Do do you see a line that gets drawn in the sand, or should there be a line? Um, Sorry, I'm asking like Turch. I'm asking like four different questions, <laughs> but I, I I struggle with that because I I have had I, so I have, and the reason I ask this, and then I'll shut up, uh, is I've had conversations with clients, and some clients love it, some don't want me to give them operations advice. They have a coach, and that's their. I'm like, all right, man, that's cool. Like, just letting you know what I see. Um, so I, I, I don't know what your, your thought is on that stuff. Um, yeah, so this is, this is something we wrestle with too, probably for similar reasons. Like we always want to serve. We always want to do well by our clients. Like we always want to help when our clients succeed, it makes us succeed. It makes everybody's life better. Mm -hmm. Um, there, there was a guy a couple weeks ago, I was looking at his, his call, call records and he, he only answered 20% of the phone calls, like 20%. That's not even, of, that's just answered. That's answered. And of those, it took, it took like two minutes and change for the actual phone to get picked up. So Ouch. for us is going, why the hell are we busting our butt yeah. to get this phone to ring 
if you're just going to let it go to voicemail or why are you later. paying for marketing at that point? Yeah, it's right. So for us, it's going like we can't solve that problem. We're just telling them like, hey, the general issue might be over there. <laughs> yeah, we can recommend coaches. We can recommend people to help work with. Um, but it's going to be really hard for us to. It's a great marketing makes a bad product feel faster, right? Like they're be spending cash to get the phone to ring and not yeah. taking advantage of it. And then getting bad reviews because they don't answer the phone or whatever. Poor I've seen that. Service. I've seen some. Then, I, yeah, poor yeah. customer service. And then those companies, every time, are the ones that point fingers at the vendors. They're like, <laughs> oh, well, this is broken, and I don't like you. And it's like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. The vendors um, or the the person who left the review. like, Yeah. Like, These people are just... <laughs> okay. It's never um, this way. <laughs> and so, yeah, so you asked a question earlier on, which is like, what's the one magic bullet? What's the one thing? And I swear, I think, I think uh, leadership mindset, like self development, is always the magic bullet. It is yeah. rarely a oh, I just need better PPC management, or oh, I just need better reputation management, or oh, I just need better software for dispatch. Every like, time that we fail, it's a me. It's a me fail. Leadership first. always drives that. Yeah, I always. feel the same way with our business. I, I I run into a problem, and I'm like, I could have done better. Yeah, I could it's, have it's almost always on that one. Yeah, it, well, I could have explained something better. I could have communicated better. And I feel like if, if, if you're not doing that as a business owner and you're not looking at how can you improve instead of like, how come my employees suck? Well, who hired yeah. those employees? Who trained those employees? HR. Yeah, what processing there? What training? How do they support them so they, they can? I thought you were going to say Julie. <laughs> Julie, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> You're smart, smart man, smart man. uh -uh. Uh -uh. (laughs) But no, it's. I mean, it's totally true. Like that's uh, people leadership is a is a huge, uh, huge function of success. No, I agree. So you would you would say if you your advice would be to if you wanted to spend some money on something, spend it on self development, leadership, mentor, find a mentor, something like that. Because because this is going to sound really cynical, and this is going to sound like not something somebody who does marketing for a living should say. If somebody's looking for a one, two, three step solution, they're missing the point, and they probably don't have the capability to really succeed, right? Because they're more of a manager than a leader. Maybe even if that, right? Yeah. But you're like you're taking the ability to learn to understand the framework, and the people who take the time to invest in themselves to step back to see the framework of how all the things work together. Those are the ones who succeed. And Um, the challenge that I I love, I have some good friends of mine that, that we're in this accountability group on Fridays and um, it's amazing watching these guys. I've watched them develop over years, but it's like the more they self-educate, the more they educate and learn from, from others and, and actually, you know, go to courses and, and do that kind of stuff. It's like, wow, it's, they don't know, they don't have to know, Okay, so your margin needs to be here, your PLs need to be here, like all that. It's they know how to react in every situation mm-hmm. that happens. And it's different mm-hmm. from these are hard numbers that you have to live by. And that's that's I mean, that's exactly like what you were saying there. And it I, I, it's it brings it home whenever you can see someone really just okay, we're good because I know how to handle this situation. Uh, even though it's not exactly like anything we've ever done before. I think, yeah, I think that like the United States military is a great, is a great example for this because like 
arguably we have the best equipped, best trained resource in the world, in the history of the world uh, for our military. And yet uh, the guys who are Marines or army, by the way, I did not serve tons of gratitude for the people who do or have, um, but they're trained to follow orders. Do this thing, do these three steps, right? Like there's a chain of command, do this. But the truly most exceptional people in our armed forces are the special oper the special operators who uh, who learn to think on their own under stress in less than ideal conditions, without sleep, without food, without like a one, two, three order. Like that is you just don't know how down. true what you're saying is. I know. Like it is uh those guys are truly the ones who who make things unique. So I would make the same analogy for a business, right? They're the employees, those are the ones who can follow the one, two, three steps, right? Like Good those point. are the ones who do this thing. Hopefully, hopefully they can do that. Uh, hopefully <laughs> the, um, or they should not be employees. Uh, but if you're going to lead a success, successful business, you have to get yourself to a higher level of, uh, of operations. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's a great, <clears throat> that's a great topic. And I know, so um, we didn't even talk about this during your intro, but Ryan also, how many episodes have you released of your podcast? I don't know. <laughs> sound like us <laughs> i guess we'll wait until i don't until, know uh, and i forget and i forget her name she's she's amazing shelby. um shelby's awesome. shelby hi shelby yeah shelby yeah so <clears throat> shelby you got a shout out on the show today so hopefully she's listening um but she she's awesome and she gets why well, I, I guess we'll have to wait until the next episode comes out to find out how many you have i think you're like 60 or 70 or are you higher than that i don't even know well so you've been, the, the honest been thing is we record two or three months in advance so like Right now, Same it's September. Yeah, mm -hmm. we've got stuff in the can for like January. So I never know where we are in air mm -hmm. date versus record date. I just show yeah. up. Yeah. And that's what you were going back to earlier. You mentioned that you you, you treat things as in a servitude mindset, like your service. Like that's what you're going for is to serve your clients. And that's nothing says service more than doing podcasts and YouTube videos like you do. Uh, because uh, podcasting is fun. We love podcasting, uh, but it's not easy. And it, and it doesn't cost anything to listen to podcasts. And it also doesn't cost anything to share this with your friends, by the way, or leave five-star <laughs> reviews. Uh, so just a little hint, nudge hint. there. Yeah. <laughs> nudge, nudge, nudge. Uh, what's the name of your podcast, too, for anybody that's listening? Yeah, Blue Collar CEO. They can, wherever they listen to the podcast, they can find it there. Ryan Ryan has a great picture too. He's got like like half his like you're just looking at like half his face. It's like just coming down to the side of the screen. It's like the beautiful half of my face, not the ugly half <laughs> of my face. I'm not the tersh half, the Josh half of my face. Uh, oh, <laughs> it's definitely uh, well. I my mom's always told me I have a face for radio, so yeah, there's that. Um, and, she was and I, yeah, <laughs> wise woman. Man, Ryan, I really appreciate you coming and hanging out with us. Just like that's it, I'm done. Weird, yeah, I'm done. done. Man, look at the time. Seriously, this was a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for bringing yeah, me on. Absolutely, um, it was an honor, man. Where can people learn more? Reach out to you. Um, obviously, your podcast, but where else? Yeah, so they can hit up our website, dpmarketing.services. DP as in David Paul Marketing.services, and uh, yeah. The website or the uh, podcast is bluecollar.ceo. Again, they could find that wherever they listen to a podcast. You just got a lot of fancy domains. You know, that's no how I roll. for you. That's how that's I roll. How um, there's some .ios coming out in the future, so keep your eye out for those. Um, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. 
Cool, man. Well, we appreciate it. If anybody has any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to Ryan um, or reach out to Josh. If you have a, a marketing question, don't reach out to me because I'm just going to give you something. I'll, I'm going to talk to you about building swimming pools. That's what we're going to talk about. So, <laughs> But seriously, Again, guys, you guys have done a great job with this show. Um, I know you yep. probably don't get on the spot of like receiving props, but well, thanks for doing that. what you do. Always giving back out. Like You guys do great, great work, great content. So keep it up. Appreciate it, man. Right. All right, man. Well, y'all have a great day and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. See ya. Beep, beep. Thank you for listening to this episode of Service Business Mastery. Now that you are equipped with essential business advice from this impactful conversation, you are one step closer to becoming the successful owner of your dreams. If this episode has been helpful to your business journey, don't forget to subscribe to the show, leave a rating, and share it with other owners as well. Visit servicebusinessmastery.com to learn more.